0: This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 104, an excerpt from the book, Move the Needle, Yarns from an Unlikely Entrepreneur, by Shelley Brander. And hey again, I'm your host and narrator. My name is Dan, and I'm here every single day, including weekends and holidays, reading to you from some of the best blogs covering entrepreneurship and freelancing and thank you to Email Octopus, which gives you all the essential tools you need to get started with email marketing, including customizable signup forms, autoresponders, and list segmentation. We tried it, and we were super impressed with how easy it is to get started. And right now, Email Octopus is offering Optimal Startup Daily listeners 50% off of their first month. Visit emailoctopus.com OSD or quote code OSD50 at signup. Again, for 50% off of your first month of email marketing, visit emailoctopus.com OSD or quote code OSD50 at sign up. And today I'm doing something a bit different, which we do from time to time. I'm gonna be narrating an excerpt from a book and I'll tell you about the book's author right after the reading. So for now, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book, Move the Needle, Yarns from an Unlikely Entrepreneur by Shelley Brander When I was working at O'Neill, my first ad agency job out of college, I started at a whopping $12,000 a year, but I had to move out of my mom's house, so I found a barely habitable apartment at a complex called The Glens in the highest crime area of Tulsa. I hauled my childhood mattress up to the second floor and into my bedroom, Bought a $300 couch with big floral pillows from the local mega furniture store on layaway and set up my first apartment. It wasn't the kind of place you were eager to come home to, so I got in the habit of working late, going straight to jazzercise, then coming home, showering, slurping up some of the aforementioned ramen noodles, collapsing into sleep, then rising early to get to work and make more ads. It was a nail biter each month to pay the electric bill, much less purchase luxuries like work appropriate clothes. Eat out or buy gas to drive anywhere beyond Jenks. Within just a few months, I realized I wasn't going to be able to make ends meet. My salary wasn't sustainable, even in a relatively affordable city like Tulsa, and moving back home was not an option. I explained my predicament to Hotshot. I know, it's a ridiculous salary, he said, but it's all I could get out of O'Neill when I talked him into hiring you. You're just gonna have to march in there to him and tell him why you deserve more money. Hmm. How does a 23-year-old who's been at a job only six months prove that she's worth more? Then inspiration struck. The job list. I grabbed the latest O'Neill job list and started highlighting all the jobs that had my initials by them. To my great surprise, almost 80% of the jobs were flagged with my initials, SV. Granted, the jobs assigned to Hotshot and the other senior writer were much bigger and more important to the firm, but still, I had my ammunition. Armed with a highlighted job list and marching as best I could in my cheap black pumps, I headed into the CEO's office and walked out with a $3,000 raise. Over the next year, I would march in and out of that same office three more times until I was finally earning enough to graduate from ramen noodles to lean cuisines and could afford to add a second skirt to my work wardrobe. Through the years, I was always really surprised by my creative colleagues' reluctance to advocate for themselves financially. They would fight tooth and nail for a creative concept, but do almost anything to avoid a conversation about a change in compensation or title or even an office with decent lighting that allows them to produce better quality design. Even though, in a branding business, the ideas are the product. From that day until now, there exists this misguided thinking that discussing money and growth opportunities somehow cheapens the artist. The romantic ideal of the starving artist is alive and well, and still doing a great disservice to creatives of all types everywhere who strive to build a career or a business based on their own creative currency. I get it, it can be terrifying to put yourself out there, not only to put your innermost creative expressions out on display for the world to see, but to have the seeming audacity for others to pay you what you're really worth. The vulnerability is compounded exponentially. It's so tempting to lower the price of that course or that membership or that painting, to charge next to nothing for that hand-knit piece, quote-unquote, because I just did it while I was watching TV, to accept that contract for less than your published hourly rate because it's a sure thing and will take some pressure off you to perform at your best. We convince ourselves that by accepting a lower value for our work, we'll increase our own margin of error, and that anvil will be less likely to fall on our heads. Today, when I connect with creative people who are wrestling with how to value themselves and their work, whether they're opening their first Etsy shop or offering their first online product, the conversation almost always includes me encouraging them to really see their value, urging them to take a salary from the start or to raise their initial prices. If you undervalue yourself, I tell them, how can you expect your audience to really appreciate your worth? Money, like salary, raises, retail prices, commissions for custom work, It's all a form of appreciation. Maybe you don't need the money right now. Maybe you can get by on less. But please, get really honest with yourself here. As a working creative, you do need the appreciation. It's a form of connection. And like water and sunshine for plants, for us humans, and especially for us creatives, it's absolutely critical. We all need, must have, that connection to stay inspired, to thrive, and to keep moving forward. What to remember as you move ahead. Progress, not perfection. From the very beginning, set aside any perfectionism. It will not serve you, neither as a knitter nor as a creative entrepreneur. Make small goals, then take the time to recognize and celebrate when you meet them. Feeling overwhelmed? Make the goals smaller. Ask yourself, what is the smallest possible step I can take toward my goals today? Maybe it's writing one word, maybe one stitch. Some days, maybe it's just getting out of bed. Acknowledge that any progress is just that, progress. You have more energy than you realize. The human capacity for endurance and achievement is boundless. You have deep wells of energy inside you that have yet to be tapped. When life comes out of nowhere and slaps you, when fear takes over and your mind is spinning and you can't imagine a future, let alone how you will get through this day, know that this too shall pass. And what's more, this has the potential to become the catalyst for your greatest contribution for the dream you haven't even begun to dream yet. Padlock your resolve. Before you begin your journey or take the next step, dig deep, muster all of that strength lurking inside you. Put your plan, your vision, and your big audacious goals into words and write them down. Then hang them up somewhere you can refer to them again and again. Take that resolve and make it real. Lock it and throw away the key, so when it is tested, and trust me, it will be over and over again, you'll always have a place to come back to and stoke the fire that got you started in the first place. Make sure it's a good deal for everyone. The seemingly insignificant deal you make today might become the seed that grows into the partnership that defines your career. This is one of the most important ways you can exercise your empathy muscle. Put yourself in their shoes first, then take action accordingly. Advocate for yourself. When you ask for that raise or raise that price, you're committing an act of self-acceptance. Every single time the boss grants that raise or the customer pays that price, it's validating not just your worth, but your creativity. That validation feeds further creativity. Words flow, stitches fly. The creative fire is stoked again and again and again. Don't douse your own spark before it even has the chance to catch. You just listened to an excerpt from the book, Move the Needle, Yarns from an Unlikely Entrepreneur by Shelley Brander. And I'll tell you about Shelly in just a minute, but first, thank you to Gusto for sponsoring this episode. If you're a startup owner, this is for you. Running a business is just plain hard. Endless to-do lists, employees to take care of, and your ever-present bottom line. So first of all, kudos to you for staying on top of it. But I wanna tell you about Gusto. Gusto built an easier and more affordable way to manage payroll, benefits, and more. They help over 100,000 businesses with tasks like automated payroll tax filing, simple direct deposits, free health insurance administration, 401ks, onboarding tools, you name it, Gusto made it easy. 94% of customers say Gusto streamlines payroll and benefits, and they do that for us here on the Optimal Living Daily team. We use Gusto for both payroll and benefits. And I can tell you, they really care about the small business owners they work with. Their support team is attentive and helpful. And since money can be tight right now, you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to Gusto.com/OSD and start setting up your business today. You'll see what I mean when I say easy. Again, that's three months of free payroll at Gusto.com/OSD. G-U-S-T-O.com/OSD. And a big thank you to our author today, Shelley. After a successful career as a copywriter and broadcast producer, creating campaigns for brands like AT&T and Hard Rock, Shelley Brander followed her passion and started an improbable side hustle. She opened a local yarn store. She and her team of Loops troops have since grown Loops into a global brand that's on the forefront of the modern maker movement and includes LoopsLove.com, LoopsClub.com, and KnitStars, a global online learning adventure. She's on a mission to knit the world together and you can come by loopsknitting.com for her brand and then you can find the book Move the Needle on Amazon. Okay, that is gonna do it for today. I thank you as always for listening and for being a subscriber of the show and also telling your friends and family about it if you can. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.